What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Too Much Test podcast, where we talk about performance-enhancing stuff, guy stuff, just being more of a man. Uh, I'm here with Sam, and we were just talking before we got on here. We'll just jump right in, uh, talking about AOD, what is it, 9064 or something like that? 9604, yeah. 9604. Yeah, and it's like it's it's similar to like the fragment of human growth hormone that helps with fat loss, but it's different in some way. I'm not super familiar with it, but I've seen people talking about it online. So I don't know. I'm sure you probably know a little bit more about it. The uh, it's a very interesting peptide, um, and if you take a look at like the amino acid sequence for HGH, it's 191 amino acids put together, right? And that's why. It, HGH is 191. Sometimes HGH is like sold as HGH191, right? Because it's referencing the sequence related to the amino acids for that. So if you take a look at different portions of that sequence, right? Like you'll see that this one is helpful for certain things, right? Well, the tail portion of that sequence, right? So you go like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, right? up to 176, 176 to 191 is responsible for like lipolysis or like fat burning. And yeah. so they have fragment HGH or HGH frag 176 to 191, which is helpful for fat loss. Now, when you look at the frag by itself, it's still pretty popular, but the half-life on that is like, there's not much half-life on it. It's several minutes. It's not not very long. I can try to look it up or whatever after when you're talking. But then what they did is they took the the terminal end of that sequence, whatever the F that means. It's just a, <laughs> one of the sides of that, 176 or 191. I don't know. I'm not like a chemist and I don't know the difference. And uh, they changed it with, I think it's called tyrosine or starts with a T, they, they switched out one of the amino acids or they added it to that sequence to increase the stability and the half-life of uh, AOD. AOD stands for anti-obesity uh, drug. And this is helpful for burning fat. It's also beginning more and more popularity. I've used it for, I think, about a month, maybe a little bit longer. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention because I was doing uh, several other things at the same time. I think I did 200 micrograms a day, uh, five days a week. I didn't take it on weekends. I would just use it. And then there was like one or two times where I forgot it, but I did feel like I was getting leaner throughout that period of time. And this conversation is like, Oh, maybe I should take that again. Cause I've, you, you, you said you were doing a little bit of looking into that and we're thinking about something with AOD as well. Right. Yeah, I was because I, you know, I've seen I've seen a couple of people pop up and like, you know, they post like before and after on AOD. And it's the one guy that I saw. It was like this first like research thing that he's ever tried. And I'm like, well, fuck, you know, I could obviously. You know, he said it was the best, the best research thing he's ever his tried? first, his first, oh. it's his first like journey into the PED world. Um, <clears throat> but I was looking it up and, um, you know, there were some some studies. They did some studies in like chimps and rats and. Um, they did, they did note some good stuff. I was just, I was, I was planning on actually doing a pretty large order with the triggered brand, uh, just to stock up on some stuff like, uh, you know, BPC, MK677, uh, CJC1295. Um, and so I was just researching it and I was like, I do have to inject it every day. And that does kind of get old, but, 
Um, but I still I may give it a try just to see what it's all about. The 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 data or like the and whether that's like from a study or like just the reports seem to be all pointing at like 12-ish weeks. So if you do decide to like uh, research with it, I would make sure that you do, like to get the effects of something of that, I think that either doing um, say six weeks and doubling or tripling the dose or uh, just doing like whatever would be normal and doing it over 12 weeks, right? Because a yeah. lot of point to the 12 week mark where I only did it for like four weeks. So this next time I do it, I'm going to do it for 12 weeks and just see what I think of that. Cause like you couldn't tell a drastic difference, but like in the uh, insertions on like my quads or the, uh, the, the insertions on the abs in the stomach, like I, I could see that those increased a little bit by the end of the month, I should have taken pictures to, or like done a DEXA scan or something like that. But I felt like I was getting leaner with it, but it was only, I think I was doing 200, a couple of times I did 300 micrograms, which I think a relatively common dose for that is like 300 micrograms. That's so, what I read. Yeah. That's what I read was 300 was pretty common. Right. Yeah. So if I do this again, when I do this again, I'll probably do 300 micrograms and do it for or maybe 400 i don't know see what it's like uh and just do it for a longer period of time and see what i think i just added in sermorellin have you ever tried that no no mk and cjc are the only two i've tried i, I a number of years ago i've i did hexorellin multiple times and I really enjoyed hexarellin as a injection pre-workout, like 30 minutes before my workout. So I was like, okay, sermorellin works on a different pathway. That's that's like telling your body to produce it versus working on the as a ghrelin agonist. So I've been taking it about 30 minutes or so before going to the gym. I like it. I really enjoy the peptides for HGH pre-workout. Like I've done them like this several times. I think what I might actually do is start continue with the Sumerellin because because like I didn't want to do daily injections, right? Sumerellin you could use as a substitute for CJC because they're both working similarly in the body. Yeah, Sumerellin is CJC is effectively Sumerellin with like a little bit of a change to it so that it has a longer half life. So you only can do it once a week. But I feel like the effect you you notice with sermorellin versus like cjc i feel like i notice it more maybe placebo i don't know but i'm enjoying it more than like you just take it and then like you know your hgh is elevated right and you know your igf is elevated but like when i do it pre-workout i just get the sense that i feel it more or like yeah you feel fuller in the gym you feel more like I don't know. You, your muscle bellies feel fuller in the gym and you just, it's, it's not, it's not easy to articulate the differences. Like I want to say, I don't know, you just look better. I feel like, and then, and then it's, you're like, Oh, well, you're not gonna look better from one injection. I don't know. I, that's just how I feel while I'm doing it. Uh, but I want to combine both different pathways. So may, maybe I'll try that tomorrow. Or something so but, combining both halfways would that be like mk677 plus or morellin yeah interesting interesting 
I was going to say that the one thing I don't like about CJC 1295 is that I don't feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like with the, with the MK677, when I, when I would research with that at night, I, I felt tired. You know, I felt, well, you know, I'm not bullshitting, whatever. I took it. I'm in person. But, but um, no, I, I felt it. And with the CJC, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I know it's working. It's doing its thing. I mean, my, my joints have been feeling a little better. My skin feels nice. My hair, my nails grow like a motherfucker, but I can't feel it, you know? And I think, uh, you know, that's the tough, that's the tough part of it. Yeah, that, like, so, because I've been doing CJC most of the year. I think I've mentioned that in multiple shows. And just recently, I've, I've switched to the Sumerellen. And, like, yes, you have to do the injection, but, like, what I've done, instead of putting it off, because if, if you put it off, that means you're probably not going to do it, right? So yeah. what I do, like, first thing in the morning, because I go to the gym first thing in the morning, is I will get up and I'll do, uh, you know, take my shit. And then I will do my injection right after that. And I've been doing like sub Q, like right on the edge of my hip or like right in the front of my hip. And it's just like, boom, done with. And it's quick and it's not bad. Like yeah. this, the ideas that I was telling myself about daily injections were like a lot worse. Cause I was thinking back to when I was doing three or four injections a day. Uh, but I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying the effect in the gym. I'm enjoying that effect uh, in the gym for sure. And maybe, maybe it's just because it's been seven months of like consistently doing something for HGH, whether it's MK677 and CJC or just one or the other. But like, I don't know, last year there's been like injuries that I've had. Nothing crazy. Like I still trained, but it was like something probably kind of like your shoulder, so to speak, where you get maybe like a little bit of like pain or discomfort with it, whether yeah. it was my knee or my back, uh, my low back. And I feel good. Like I mm. feel really good. You know, I'm, my workouts are super intense. Like, and it's been at the beginning of the year, there was still a lot more, I felt like lagging issues where a lot of those have been clearing up or just kind of like far less noticeable. You know what I mean? You just, yeah. you just don't see them or, or like notice them like you would with certain things. So I'm like this, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I want to try Epimorellin and Sermorellin pre-workout. Because if I like Sermorellin by itself, Epimorellin is basically kind of like an injectable MK677 kind of thing. Uh, so if I could combine both of those, if I like Sermorellin by myself, by itself, then putting those two together is like a pre-workout. <laughs> I think I'll so really enjoy that. Six months from now, you're going to be like combining Ipamorellin, Sermorellin, and insulin. And then I bring a bag of gummy bears with me to work out. <laughs> and then I'm going to a buffet after. Because I, I mean, HGH is an interesting compound. You know, it's not something that you feel, but it's something that every animal has. You know, that they, uh, and I was actually reading up on it a while ago that, you know, they first discovered growth hormone, but in like pigs or something. And they thought that it could like transfer to humans because we're all those were very similar to pigs with a lot of different stuff. But I think they realized that every different animal has their own different like growth hormone. There's not like, you know, it's not like testosterone and estrogen. You know, it's like human growth hormone is human growth hormone. You couldn't give it to a pig. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I mean, I don't quote me on that, but I believe that's what I read. So human growth hormone is pretty interesting, man. Here's a question. Like, I mean, 
Because I've seen Tony Huge post about like he's had people get lab work on MK677 on like 20 milligrams. And he's, according to him, like the IGF levels are like as if you had like took like 10 IUs of growth hormone. I mean, do you think that MK677 is that powerful? I think it's like a lot of the things that we'll take where you say one person will take 250 milligrams of testosterone. True. Oh my goodness. Because like <laughs> they're a virgin, right? So like the first time you have sex, it's like, oh, wow, that was fucking crazy. I got <laughs> that shit again, right? Uh, but but then like, you know, you're like when you've had sex, you know, 20,000 times, you're like, yeah, it's cool. It's still a shitload of fun. But like, it's not exactly the same thing as like the first yeah. time sex and i think that that could be playing a part of it um i haven't i've only done like hgh hgh for like a week because like my buddy was moving and he was like here's you know 20 ius i'm not going to travel with this you can just take this or whatever so i can't say that i like actual hgh better than mk677 however if i were to pick like a peptide that I really like for HGH and, and in that category or compound I like for HGH and in the category was MK677 plus like any peptide I could pick. My my first choice would be Hexarel. I think Hexarel has a very strong, it's got a short half like, like two, two hours or three hours or something. It has a very mm -hmm. strong effect and I've researched with it like three different times for like 10 or 12 weeks at a time because you do desensitize to it. But every time I've done it, I've had a great experience with it. And like pre-workout, really, really enjoy it. You know, it's like awesome. You, you, you feel good. You're, you're Maybe that's what I will actually do. Instead of Epimoron and uh, Sermoron, Hexaron and Sermoron. Because the, the Hexaron is a much shorter, it feels... Uh, Think of like the impact of MK677 over a 24-hour period of time. The half-life of MK677 is actually only, I think, six hours. Everybody online says it's 24 hours, which is not accurate. It's just like straight up false. Um, but say that that impact is, say, over six or eight hours, right? Now, think about that being compressed down to, say, two to three hours with yeah. extra time. And you have that like big burst of it. It's just a good experience. I would come out of I, this is when I used to bring the needles into the gym and do the injection in the locker room. <laughs> I had, you'd come out of, I lived in Massachusetts, so it was cold. So I had like a sweatshirt on or like a long sleeve with a tank top on underneath it. And I would do the injection in the bathroom. And then I would come out and, and I would do like five minutes of the cardio to like warm up because Massachusetts is cold. And then uh, I would like, you know, take the, the sweatshirt off or take off the long sleeve after I got started. And you'd already like have a pump. It was oh. like, damn, this is fucking awesome. You just feel like you're like muscle belly are full and they're just like bulging and you didn't even fucking do anything yet. It was I definitely, I definitely enjoyed it. <laughs> That's pretty sick, man. That's pretty sick. I actually, uh, so I have a, I have a buddy of mine who, um, He's, he's a little bit older than me, probably like early 60s. Um, well, actually, probably I think he's 60. But um, he had him and his ex-wife back in the day um, had done pellets. And it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't for like hormone replacement. It was more for like libido and like, you know, they just, 
She wanted to try it. He did it. Um, I suspect he had low testosterone anyway, but he hasn't, he hasn't been on testosterone in probably five years. And I keep telling him like, bro, you got to get on fucking TRT. You're fucking 55, 60 years old. And he's like, oh yeah, I felt so much better when I was on the pellets. And I'm like, bro, quit being a cheap fuck. I know you have money. I was like, don't fucking, I was like, I was like, so finally I got him to get on TRT and he's been on TRT for a month. Um, he started, he started off at 120 milligrams uh, a week and he's just been on a month and he just texted me earlier before the show. And he was like, he's like, I'm starting to feel like my head's like on a swivel. He's like, I feel like I'm just like more sharp on point. Um, and he was like this, he's like, he's, he's never done injectable testosterone. He's like, it's such more of like a gradual buildup of like feeling better than the pellets were. The pellets was just like the surge. And, um, so it's just interesting to see someone who's never done injectable testosterone. He just feels like he's getting better. He's doing, he's exercising. He says he's able to recover better now. And I was like, bro, I was like, that's why I tell everyone that I talk to guys, everyone I talk to, I'm like, bro, get your testosterone levels checked. It's not a fucking joke. Like, you know, if you're on the fence about TRT, I would recommend fucking doing it. That's just my shit. I'm, uh, I'm sitting here listening to this. So it's a super interesting story, right? Cause they, the, the release of the pellets is up. Uh, Heard the same thing if you like, some places online you can see the spike at like hey the pellet sale lasts like three months or something like that but in reality like you get the giant spike at the beginning and then you just go to tapering out of the release over time even though they say it lasts for three months kind of thing yeah um but i'm thinking about the testosterone how like helpful it is for people and i'm like wait a second i'm running through the list in my hat my mind of like people that i talk to like guys that i talk to and like, I, I would say the majority of the guys that I talk to are on testosterone. Like, yeah. my dad's not, and I keep trying to get him to do testosterone. Like, he's 73 years old or something like that, right? Uh, and, you know, I can think of, like, one other person that I talk to that does not have testosterone. But, like, everybody else that I talk to is on testosterone. Like yeah. everybody else I talk to is like on testosterone and they feel great on, on it. I think it would be really cool if there was a way, the biggest issue I see with testosterone is fertility, right? Yeah. Cause we know how like, you know, Bill Gates is trying to like, you know, control the world and, and kill off, you know, people. Right. But Elon Musk right, which I have a lot more respect for than Bill Gates, says that there's going to be a population collapse, right? And I think that if you uh, like look at history, one of those two men has like a better track record of like being accurate. And so I think that we're going to have a, a population decline, right? And if you add in the testosterone piece from TRT, reducing fertility, like that adds to that story. So if there was and hopefully this will be developed at some point. You had mentioned like a bioregulator, I think, before we started potentially. But if there's a way to maintain a very high level of fertility while on TRT, it would be like absolute fucking game changer. Then not yeah. just like, oh, why don't you take some HCG? That's not what I'm talking about. And like, no. you know what I mean? It's not, it's not the same thing. It's not, the, it's not yeah. like that. You know, if there's a way to actually maintain that with like the bioregulators, like actually be able to, you know, 
potentially, you know, or maybe it's a different peptide or, you know, a combination of two things put together that have that effect to increase, you know, or maintain a very high level of fertility because, uh, right. If, if there's a lot of men that are low testosterone that end up on testosterone that aids to that same story that like, we're going to drop in terms of like the fertility rate, even, even more. What, mm-hmm. do, what do you think? Like if you were trying to be non-biased, uh, cause I think you have the same opinion of Bill Gates as I do, but like, if you're trying to be non-biased, do you think that the world is overpopulated or do you think that the world is underpopulated? Mm, interesting question. Um, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I, I would say overpopulated to be honest. Like I'm not part of like the global lizard people elite or anything like that. But I mean, I think of, I think of the population and and this sounds bad, but I think of like humans on the planet is kind of like a virus. Um, You know, viruses get into cells and they replicate and they replicate and they replicate and they just basically use resources. Um, And that's kind of how any population is. You know, if you take stick a thousand deer out in the woods, they're going to eat all the shit, you know, and uh, need population controlled. Now, don't don't exacerbate on that. I'm not saying we need like population control. I mean, I just think that eventually, I mean, we are going to use up all of the resources. And yes, we will think of new ways to, uh, you know, sustain ourselves. But I think we're just going to eventually over over time destroy the planet. I'm not like that Greta Thunberg girl. I mean, listen, it is what it is, you know, like, oh, what about the future generations? Well, fuck it. They're going to have to deal with it. We have to deal with shit right now. But I mean, it does kind of seem like a lot of things are in place to kind of, you know, make the population smaller, you know, like um, one of the interesting podcasts I listened to, I have no idea what this guy's name is, but he's like a global, like economic theorist. Like he's a smart dude. And he looks at like things from all over different countries. And one of the biggest pop problems he sees with populations and with uh, like economics for certain countries is when your population is continuing to grow, you always have new customers. You have new consumers to buy real estate, to buy consumer electronics, to buy food, whatever else. I think he was citing like Japan or China. He was saying that China's fucked because they did that one child thing for so long that they're so, they have a big population of older people and a small population of young people. When this old population dies off, their economy is going to fucking tank because they don't have enough people to buy stuff. And then I started thinking, well, China is basically selling us poison and they're selling the precursors for poison and fentanyl. Uh, you know, they sell us vape products. Uh, you know, they sell up all kinds of nasty shit. What if that's uh, what if China's way of screwing over America is to slowly kill off their population, you know, uh, and then you got big pharma giving kids SSRIs and, you know, they're, fuck, I don't know. That was just kind of a tinfoil hat moment. But what are your thoughts on that? I, I, I think that they're, so like if you're fly around, right? And say if you fly from here to Texas or from to New York or, or California or anywhere, right? We're, we're both in Florida. And you fly anywhere, right? And as you fly along, if there's not a lot of clouds, right, you can see the the earth, right, underneath mm-hmm. you uh, from there. And what do you see most often? You see green, right? And you see like forests, and you see 
all this like nature, right? Hmm. And so like there's this idea that there's been too many people on the planet for 60 years now and that you know doom and gloom is going to come and that you know there's going to be an extinction event or you know there's not going to be enough food or this that and the other thing like oils are going to fucking run out right but in reality every decade the amount of oil that's been discovered has increased right um and and we're also in the process of switching over to solar and battery right because it's just like you said like it just makes sense to do so right at some point the resources related to uh oil which could be argued is like there's there's a, there's a potential problem with that because the industry is so powerful that it influences almost every other industry so to speak where mm -hmm. like I'm on this monitor. This is made out of plastic, which is some type of petroleum byproduct, right? Like I have a magic marker in my hand, the same exact thing here. There's a, <clears throat> uh, my car is right outside here and there's very many, it's a, an electric car. And yet many of the pieces in the electric car are made from petroleum byproducts. And then my you go, flashlight. what's it? What's my, that? My flashlight's made of petroleum. And, and, my, and, and, my rainbow dildo made of petroleum way underneath it right the yeah. like the, the asphalt so um i i see the traveling and i see all this green and i'm like i don't see there being too many humans and i've been to like 18 or 19 different countries and i don't see there being it's been like the same in every single country there's massive 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 amount of land for humans and like if you don't live under a effing fucking rock. You understand that like humans are resourceful and yeah. creative and they problem solve, right? Especially the ones with high testosterone. And uh, I just don't see there being um, an overpopulation thing. I think that they've you know, been purporting that, right? But I just don't see that happen. I just don't see it. What do you think about like that? Cause like there's so much land, right? And you're like, oh no, there's not this land, right? Because we all we're taught to think about scarcity, right? We're taught to think of everything in this scarce mindset. But in reality, like the the the, the tree is just going to grow as big as it possibly can, and because it understands that the light is abundant, everything around it is abundant. The same thing happens with the 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 grass or or the animals or anything like that. They're just going to grow to to be as big and as the best they can possibly be. It's just humans are told to think small. Humans are told to like dream small. Humans are told to, you know, not do these things. And so when you, when you like, think about it, I'm just like, there's no fucking way the planet's overpopulated. There's so much land. There's so many resources and there's unlimited abundance in everywhere you look, right? It's just society tells you otherwise, but in reality, the world's, a ridiculously abundant place where you could have or do anything that you want to do if you are willing to like dedicate yourself to accomplishing that thing and so i think that as time goes on you'll see like a giant drop off in population we might we're probably not going to be live at this point but then we'll, we'll 
there's going to be humans to figure out how to solve that problem to help increase the growth rate. Because here in the United States, the only reason the country is growing is from migration, not because of birth. <laughs> so what, what does that mean? We're going to die off as a country. If you don't have your, if right, if you have $5,000 coming in a month or $60,000 coming in a month and you're spending $62,000 a month or $6,000 and you're spending $6,100, what happens? You get run out of money. Yeah, run out of money and then you go into debt, right? Like, so the same thing's going to happen to the population because we're dying at a faster rate than we're replenishing. Mm -hmm. So over time, country's going to go away unless you have net migration in, but still the issue is not actually fixed. It's just covered up by like the migration of people coming into the country. Uh, but we, I was, I was going to say all that green land that you see when you're flying, that that's beautiful land. Unfortunately, Bill Gates owns all of it. <laughs> and he's for, it's really weird that a fucking mega billionaire owns a shit ton of farmland that he doesn't farm on. Like that's super strange, but and I wasn't saying that the, I'm not saying the earth can't like, there's not enough room for people and there's not enough resources. I'm just saying like, you look at a place like India, like I don't even want to get too much into it. Cause I'm going to be fucking dead before this happens. So I really don't give a fuck, but I just feel like we're going to use up a lot of natural resources and we're going to have to come up with ways to adjust that. We're going to have to grow shit indoors, hydroponics, you know, obviously renewable. So I think we'll obviously survive as a species, you know, until we blow each other up. But, but just on random, you totally spoke, and this was two podcasts ago. You talked about jelking, and I actually looked it up, and I actually realized that I do it every single day, every single day. And I'll run through because I've heard the term, but I've never seen what it was. So at least according to what I read, I don't know, Sam's definition of maybe different. I think he was just jerking off. But but um, the definition that I saw was that the idea is that you get kind of semi-erect and you basically like pinch your dick in between like your two fingers and you basically kind of start from the bottom and with light pressure move up to the top, but not onto the head. And the idea is to call, cause micro tears in your penile tissue that will regrow and you'll be able to be like thicker and supposedly longer. And I realized, dude, I do that pretty much every time I pee just to fucking just to get like all the pee out. So I've been joking my entire life and I had no idea because I don't, want, I don't pee, like standing up and then out. there's pee in my boxers and shit. So I like I squeeze that shit out. So test your levels also urinates uh, semi hard too. So. <laughs> <laughs> you That's, know, I forgot about that. <laughs> test your levels is going to the bathroom. <laughs> I, you know, I, I forgot to mention high. that. But so are you uh, are you thinking about doing an experiment that we can share with the people? No, 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 I'm not. I'm just going to be doing it while I pee. <laughs> but uh, but well, I think Cialis, my dick doesn't really stay semi in a, for too long. It's it's either up or down for the most part. <laughs> uh, it works. Like if you if you think about like those ladies, right? The, the, or guys probably do it too. But they put those rings around your, their neck, right? And they like grow their neck over time. Or the people with the, the ear things, or like the deformities of like, their face that people like put like weird shit in their face and they deform their face. Same thing. That's all it is. That's literally all, that's literally all it is. Except for there's no bones in your cock, right? So but just, I also, in doing this research, I saw that they have, uh, they have like, what do they fucking call those? Like traction devices. 
So it's basically, um, it's basically something that you'd put, I guess, on the base of your fucking dick. And then it has something that basically connects to like the head of your penis and it puts pre lengthening pressure onto it. So it's the same kind of thought process, but they did it. I don't remember the time frame, but it equaled out to like 800 hours of wearing like a traction device. And the average length increase was like 0.7 inches. So it's like mm -hmm. a lot. So they're questioning whether the, the rubbing your shit it would even have any effect at all. But I don't but know. Like, how do you, how do you like, so uh, in the data, right? Like they're obviously not going to want to say that <laughs> you can solve your own problems, right? Because they want to sell you something, right? They don't want to say that you can solve your own problems. They want to sell you something, right? But like, if you look at, the, the like that those that tribe of like people who puts those rings around their neck yeah and they literally grow their neck and then you're like yeah i see that that is a fact there are these people who put these fucking rings around their neck and over a period of time they grow their neck multiple fucking inches right how could somebody possibly deny that it doesn't work for your dick right like i just don't right and i'm not saying it's you i'm not saying you know it's, it's the researchers because they yeah. don't want people that it's, you can actually do this this is the truth right but like if you see that or you see those fucking gigantic fucking things that people put in their ears and they yeah. start with a small gauge and they go with the bigger gauge and they go with oh, the yeah. bigger gauge right and you see that 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 happens and you're like okay it's exactly the same fucking thing right like how how could this not work and maybe the 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 time it takes for it to work right yeah you know, is like a long time right but like if you're think about like just inevitable because i was like jerking off once a day or sometimes multiple day for like like at least a decade plus right I'm so i'm like 38 years right yeah <laughs> that right like every single day right you've got like twenty thousand jerk off sessions right uh, <laughs> a lot of jizz so think about that twenty thousand jerk off sessions but now, if you're literally putting a little bit of pressure on, on, on pulling your cock through that process, how does 20,000 repetitions of pulling on your cock not make your cock longer? I definitely right? think it would help with like blood flow. Like if you just like work the like work the blood through, give it a little bit of pressure. Like I think it, I think it could help. I don't think I mean, as long as you're not going fucking crazy on it. Like I think you, I think it could help. Right, so 365 uh, days in a year, let's say uh, 20 years. Uh, <laughs> so uh, 7,300, <laughs> assuming it's once a day, but there's got to get those numbers out. Those are rookie numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll close with a random thing. So my, my wife. Well, that's not women, random enough. <laughs> my wife does not, like, and most women do not understand, like, why guys, like, jerk off. You know, they're like, you know, why do you do that? And I tell her, I tell her like guys and girls think about sex differently. Like, so like in the middle of the day, like, or let's say you're just home. There's no one else home at the middle of the day. You've got a bunch of shit to do. And that pops into your head. Like you're not thinking like, Oh, I need this passionate experience. You just want to fucking, I need to get the fucking poison out. I need to get this out of my head. So I'm not thinking about it so I can be productive, but girls don't think like that. So I just thought I would throw that out there. <laughs> Yes, and if you guys uh, enjoy these episodes, let us know by leaving us a review or take a second and share them with 
your friends who also like to talk about extending the cock length or <laughs> taking testosterone. I really would, I'd really be curious if somebody injected testosterone in their balls, like what, that <laughs> like, I don't want to try it myself, but I'm so curious, like what that would be like. Does that like heighten the experience of what you're doing? Like, like taking MDMA uh, in, in a <laughs> setting? Right. I don't, I don't know if you guys are just going to have a bunch your, of oil floating around your balls. That's what I think. But maybe your balls are bigger and maybe like, I don't know, like, I wonder what, if that would hurt, like, trying that, you know. But we can talk about that in the next episode. So make sure you tune into the next episode. Subscribe if you're watching on any of the Apple or Google podcast platforms. And lastly, if you want a um, poop towel, or you have to figure out why we called it that by listening to the last <laughs> or uh, some peptides or other research compounds, check out theultimategymtowel.com or the triggerbrand.store. We'll see you guys on the next show. Peace.